Thank you for tuning in to Lexington Road Ministries podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to stop by. We hope you enjoy today's message. You've heard this and many of you know this by heart. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old man shall dream dreams. Your young man shall see visions. I want to talk about DACA and the DREAM Act today. And I'm not going to bring in a lot of things, and some of you are more knowledgeable in some of these areas. DACA simply means deferred action for childhood arrivals. It's something that our nation has been battling with for, for many years. Uh, what to do with those children that came in and parents brought them in when they were children. In fact, we had a young man that was here with us for a couple of years, and one of the hardest things I had to do was say bye to that young man. He was nine and left here when he was 25. He became like a grandchild uh, to us. His name was Jose. How many of you remember Jose? It was here and hung out at Josh and Holly's, and I cried and grieved when Jose uh, was sent back to Mexico City, and, and it, it, it bothered me, and, and, and I don't understand all the political realm, but I understand the spiritual realm. I, I understand that, that our arms have to be open. That's why we support missions. It's mission month, folks. And uh, I had Brother Johnny Klein said one of the most uh, best or thing I've ever heard about missions. He, he said, Pastor, you know, it blesses me when I give to somebody I, I don't know and I've never seen. And uh, that's something when you're blessing somebody. And, and I, I don't know all the political and, and hopefully all the politicians will, will get that resolved one day. Uh, but I know there's a lot of children that come into this uh, uh, country. And we have children we minister to, uh, with too. And it's not their fault. It's their parents' fault. And, and so uh, uh, hopefully they get that all worked out one day. And, and the DREAM Act, uh, the uh, Development Relief Education for Alien Miners Act. Man, that's a long way. This bill was introduced in 2001. Man, they've been struggling with this thing for 18 years. Actually, August the 1st, 18 years this August. It's been a struggle trying to figure out. And, you know, when we look through the Word of God and we talk about life and living, there's a lot of struggles. Do you know that? There's struggles in life. In fact, if you have dreams and you're a dreamer, your, your dreams after come after long struggles. Man, I got up last week with all the kids in here and talked about Simba being a dreamer, and that was real spiritual. But, man, wasn't that just an awesome service last Can we give God praise for all the families that were here? We have a few back this morning. What an awesome time. And then I began to think about Gideon in Judges 7 and 15. So it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he worshipped and he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of the Midians into your hand. 
There's something when you dream and you hear the voice of God. And I, I, I've been dreaming and working on dreams. And I'll share a few things in the business meeting after service today. But there's something about dreaming and getting God involved in your dreams. And that's the only way that Gideon was able to defeat the, the army of the Mennonites. Can you imagine starting out with 22,000 and winding up with 300 soldiers to fight? with it doesn't matter what battle you're fighting and how many's with you as long as you've got God on your side how many of you know you got God on your side today come on give him praise if you know he's on your side and I begin to think about those struggles of our early forefathers during the American Revolution from 1765 to 1783 those years of struggle and fight. and that Life is just a struggle sometimes. And I come up with a little different definition for DACA. DACA is dependent action for Christians always. We're dependent upon him always. And we've got to be in action always. A lot of times we set down on God and we're not in the forefront fighting the battle with God. And I, I, you've heard it said many times, the battle's not yours, but it's his. But he needs you to fight with him. You, you can't lay down and quit, and you can't give up. And I can tell you, there's many times when I want to give up. I told uh, uh, my good friend Bill yesterday as I drug him down the creek for the first time, he said, I haven't been fishing in 20 or 25 years. And I said, have you ever done any fishing like this? We did more hiking than fishing yesterday. I trucked him two, two miles. He was all wore out, and, you know, I was fresh. I was ready to go two more miles. Just kidding. Man, I was ready to get to Tussies and round. Tussies are around hill and, and uh, get some food after we truck that long truck. Uh, but there's, there's those times when we all go through struggles and we need relaxation. And, and Silver Creek is my relaxing place. You know why it's my relaxing place? Let me tell you what last Friday was like. I dropped off the deposit for the daycare last day about quarter after 12. I'd already had 24 phone calls and 21 text messages. You know what's at Silver Creek? Oscar, no cell service. So that's my relaxation. I know nobody's going to get a hold of me, and i got to get back close to town uh, to get a hold of something. Uh, but it, it's time that we as Christian people get back dependent upon God. We can't live this thing by ourselves, and we're, we need to be dependent upon one another to encourage one another and always dependent upon him. People get in trouble Christian people, listen to me, folks. Christian people get in trouble when they start depending upon their self. They get out of church. They get away from God. Their priorities shift. They, they quit supporting their church, not only with their attendance, but with their tithes and their offerings. They find everything else is more important than God in God's house. And, and I'm not uh, talking about uh, or picking on you about missing church every now and then uh, for vacation because I'm going on one real soon. I'm not telling you. But I'm talking about uh, uh, just uh, uh, putting everything else before God's house. And I'm not talking about people like Brian who have to work most Sundays. 
But I'm talking about letting every other priority. Life is hard enough, folks, and we need God to be involved in our life on a daily basis. On a daily basis. I brought some things with me and I'll share with you. But here's one up here. Our daily bread. Amen. In fact, as you go down our hallway, this is the one for June, July, and August. We'll have new ones out in September. This is something that you can feed your soul on everyday scriptures that, that you can read. And if you don't have a, a regular Bible reading plan, uh, you, you need to get one. I use the one uh, that the Church of God uses. You can download it, and they'll email you every morning uh, your scripture reading for the day. But you need to be in the Word of God each and every day. Uh, you can't just keep going uh, on a half-full tank. You've got to fill up on God and His presence. That's why it's important not to neglect the house of God and you can hear my voice this morning I guess that fishing did me in a little bit but you cannot neglect God you cannot neglect feeding yourself and worshiping and, and, and being in the presence of God because there will be struggles and difficulty. In fact, I started looking at what this Dream Act uh, really says, and, and it says the beneficiaries of the proposed Dream Act would have to meet the following requirements to qualify. You have proof of being deportable. Uh, you have to have proof that you were younger than 18 when you uh, entered the United States. You have to have proof of having arrived in the United States states before the age of 16. You have to have proof of residency in the United States for four consecutive years. You have to have proof if you're a, a, a male that in 1960 or later that you registered with the selective services. You have to have proof between the ages of 12 and 35 at the time of the bill enactment. You have to have proof of graduating from an American high school or getting your GED or, or being admitted to an institute institution of higher education I started thinking about this dream act and when we talk about dreaming you have to have proof that you're if you're dreaming with God and a part of who God is that you love Jesus with all your heart you love Jesus with all your soul you love Jesus with all your mind you love Jesus with all your strength I'm telling you you have to have proof that you're committed to the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ you have to have proof that your heart is right with God that this is just not a game and you're not playing church, that you're sold out and committed to him. You have to have proof that you will have no other gods before him. Come on, somebody help me this morning. You have to have proof that you will believe Jesus is still the answer and the hope for the world today. You have to have proof and believe that Jesus died for your sins. You have to have proof that, that he is the only way to heaven. He is the way uh, the truth and the light. How many of you believe that today? Give him praise. So you overcome struggles by believing and trusting in the only one that died for you and gave his life for you. And his name is Jesus Christ. Dreams and dreamers often come after long struggles. Man, point four. Dreams and dreamers help make us declare declarations of dependence. Did you understand that? 
One of my ancestors, Benjamin Harrison. Everybody ever hear Benjamin Harrison? Any of y'all know him? He was born in 1726. Anybody remembering? Looking around here. Brother Payne's the only one that old. He's not here, so I can say that about him. No, just joking. He was born in Charles City County, Virginia, Nathan, one of them Virginians. He was one of the founding fathers. He received his higher education at the College of William and Mary. He was a part of the Virginia House of Burgess. He was a part of the Continental Congress. He was an original signer of the Declaration of Independence during the Second Continental Congress. He's a direct descendant, including two presidents, his son, William Henry Harrison, and my middle national is H, but it's not Henry, but there is relation distant, and his great-grandson, Benjamin Harrison. He was a dreamer. He was a dreamer for our nation who, who got involved in our nation fighting and struggling. You've got to have dreamers that are willing to not declare uh, independence but declare dependence. How many of you know we're dependent upon him? We're dependent upon God. In, in September the 6th, 1920 in history, it, it was a bunch of dreamers, uh, 102 of them that gathered uh, on the, the Mayflower. We call them pilgrims, and they loaded and, and, and they landed in a place called Plymouth Rock. How many of you remember that from history? You know, historians will tell you, you better study history because if you don't, history will repeat itself. Man. They landed December 16th, but the first winter, only 52 of the 102 survived. But can I tell you, from those people that came to this land for religious freedom and, and to get away from the bondage that was being put up on them by the Church of England and the king at that time, who was King James, by the way, <laughs> Sorry for you folks that didn't know that. But that bondage that was put up on them, today over 35 million Americans trace their roots to those original 102 pilgrims. I'm telling you, life can be a struggle. Life can be hard. But don't give up. Keep dreaming. Wow. I don't have time to get into the Puritans this morning. But the Puritans called for a return to a simpler faith. Less structure forms of worship. In short, they wanted to return to worshiping in the way that the early Christians did. Because these people wanted to purify the church, they came. They called themselves Puritan. They were a little radical. Is there anybody radically saved in this house today? Come on, is anybody radically saved in this house today? You're not ashamed of who Jesus is? They thought the new church of England was beyond reform. And they called themselves separatists. They separated themselves to form new congregations. I'm reminded what Paul said. He said, study to show thyself approved, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth. They fought hard. They went hard. And, man, I've got some things that, that I would like to share this morning. In case you're interested in history and how the church of England began, I'll be glad to share some things with you. But the first church I pastored in Lisa Combs Horn, would know this. The first time I my birthday rolled around, I had some folks that came to me and they bought me a King James Bible. Now I'm not knocking all the King James folks, but I preach out of New King James, have most of my ministry. But they literally thought that Jesus used the King James Bible. 
and they didn't realize that King James was the 13th translation of the, of the, of the Bible. You know, not unless you're reading the Dead Sea Scrolls or the original Greek and Hebrews, it's a translation. But a lot of people get caught up in, in what they were taught in young. Do you know that the King James Bible of 1611 is not the King James Bible that everybody uses today? It's the King James Bible of 1769 that most of us use. That's just me uh, preaching this morning. But if you talk uh, and understand Henry VIII uh, in, in 1535, he was the one that, that, that started the oppression and started the uh, Church of England, and, and he made uh, those oppressed. The Protestant reformers, the original pilgrims that landed on this, the dreamers, they used the Geneva Bible out of Switzerland until 1769. Wow. Let me shock some of you. Most historians will note and think when King James died in 1625, not only did they put preachers to death. Listen, folks, not only did his grandpa and his mom, when, he, when they were uh, uh, king and Queen Elizabeth was queen, it, it is noted in history that the uh, preachers that do not, not quit using the Latin Bible, that they put them to death because they wouldn't use the King James Version. But when King James died in 1625, he died a drunk. He was not a godly man. And many believe that he was a homosexual. Now, I'm just telling you, I'm not knocking the King James Bible because I love it. I love it. That's why I use the new King James. But you cannot worship a translation of the Word of God. And we have churches that worship King James like he walked with Jesus Christ. Boy, I knew that was going to get tough. It's my birthday. Help me, folks. Man. You have to worship the author and the finisher of our faith, God. You have to worship him. You can't worship this church building. This is just a building. A, a wind may blow and a tornado may come through. It may knock it down. But the church of the living God and the church of Jesus Christ will still stand. Man. You can't worship the song leader. And man, we've got a good one, don't we? She's older than me too, so I've got all these elders telling me what to do. I told one of my friends this week, I said, between all the daycare workers and all these leaders at church, I got 30, 35 women bossing me every week. No wonders I'm looking 29 again. Just wore out. Man, you can't worship this pastor. Man, churches worship the pastor. They worship the, the song and the leader. They worship the Bible. I'm telling you, we've got to get back uh, to worshiping the creator of heaven and earth, the one that picked you out, out of dirt and picked you up out of dust, and he breathed life into you. I'm telling you, in your struggles, you need a living God, a real God. You need somebody that you can touch, and when you pray, you know he hears your prayers. Come on, give him praise this morning. And you need to declare that you are dependent upon him. I'm nothing without him. Anybody else feel that way? Lift your hand. I'm nothing without him. I need him. I'm just flesh and bones. One of these days, they're going to lay this old boy in a grave. Amen. And sis, if you're still around, you can sing, ain't no grave going to hold my body down. Man. 
Don't sing, there ain't no gravy going to hold my biscuits down. That's the other version of that song. I'm going to get up out of the ground. It's my birthday, and if I go to heaven today, I'm ready to go. Listen, folks, it's a fight. It's a struggle sometimes. But if you get God in your hand and you hold on to God and you don't let go, life is a little easier. You can make it through the difficult times. You can make it through the struggle. And you can dream big dreams. John said it like this. Hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. How many of you take time to worship him? Would you just close your eyes and whatever you're comfortable, if you want to raise your hands or just take a moment, would you just worship him? Would you just worship him? Man, no keyboard playing, no drums beating, just worship him. Just worship him. Man, if I were not take time every morning to read my word and just worship him, man, just to sit in his presence, man, just to be where he is, man. I think sometimes we get so caught up in this crazy thing we call life that we forget the simple things. That's why I like to get out in nature sometimes because it just reminds me. So that's why I like going up there to Round Hill General Store because they've been up there. Actually, if you study the history, that, that store's been there over 100 years. They've been in, in that location for, since 1952. The building's born. See, I'm a historian. I love history. Amen. In fact, I loved it so much I minored in it in college. But, I, 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 you know, I can't imagine the struggles they went through. Relocating, store burning, have to rebuild that store. Man, Bill, don't they make some of the best hamburgers you ever had? Man, grinds them hamburgers fresh. Man, it's lunchtime. I better be cutting out. Man. But lastly, don't kill my dream or don't kill the dreamer. Man, don't kill those that are dreaming. It shall come to pass in the last days. See, the writer of the book of Acts in 2.17, he quoted Joel. Wow. You met that prophecy way back then, hundreds of years later, they're still talking about that prophecy in the word of God. They're, they're talking about that when Peter got up to preach and 3,000 were added to the church. They're talking about it that day. And we still, still, we still need to be talking about it today. It's going to come to pass when he pours out his spirit upon all flesh. In fact, he said he'll pour out of his spirit. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. I'm dreaming dreams now, folks. Dreamers. What are dreamers? This is what the dream act means to me. Dreamers are devoted. Listen to me. Dreamers are devoted. Dreamers are real. They don't live in la-la land. They understand the reality of where we're at, but they still dream. Dreamers are enthusiastic. Wow, man. 
Somebody texted me this morning, what you got going on for lunch today, Pastor? I said, wherever you're going, I'm going. I talked to them in church. They said, where do you want to go? I said, I'm going to Malone's. Okay, sounds good. Praise God. I'm still preaching. Come on. Come on, Sister Loretta. <laughs> I hear that lunch bell ringing now. Man. Hey. Dreamers are enthusiastic. If you get more enthusiastic about going and fishing in the creek or playing ball or whatever other hobby you want, you get more enthusiastic about that than you do God and what's going on in the kingdom of God. You're in trouble, folks. You're going to find yourself in a struggle you can't get out of. In fact, I looked at one of our young leaders, and I've told him this several times, but I looked at him this week. And I said, I've been waiting for you to get, I'm going I'm to put it out there. I've been waiting for you to get as enthusiastic about the kids around this church as you are basketball. God's just waiting on us to get enthusiastic about the kingdom of God and what God is doing and what God is wanting to do. I tell you, he's wanting to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He's wanting our sons and our daughters to see visions and dream dreams when you stand to your feet. Dreamers are appreciative. Dreamers are maturing. Don't mean they're always mature, but they're maturing. Come on, praise team. They're maturing. They're growing in their faith. I tell you, Sister Terry, I won't embarrass you because I know how old you are. But when you quit, when you quit dreaming and you quit growing in your faith, when I quit growing in God, I want God to get me out of here. I want to grow and go full force until he calls me home. Dreamers are engaging. They're not afraid to engage the culture. I looked at a young man that cleaned our bus this week and is cleaning our church van. And he cleaned my Jeep. And when he brought me up back on these grounds back in April, and he pulled in and he looked at our church sign out here and he said, and it said Church of God. And he started saying, Man, he said, I went to the Church of God when I was a teenager. If I tell you his name, you'll know him, Tim. He grew up, he was in Lee Claypool's youth group. You probably had him in school. I looked at him, and he said, I went to youth camp. Still didn't click with me. He'd been to youth camp six or seven years. In his young, young middle school, teenage years, high school years. We got talking. He said, I, I went to EKU on a basketball scholarship, and I went one year, and I blew my knee out, and then I went into service. And he's been out of church all these years. You think that's coincidence that young man drove me here? He cleaned my Jeep this week. He's, they got our van, had to have new brakes on the van. They fixing it. Man, he cleaned that bus. He cleaned the van, cleaned my Jeep. And I told him, I looked at him. His first name's Chris, so I can remember. I said, Chris, you know that God's brought me into your life. And I'm after him. I'm trying to get him here on Tuesday nights. Because I know if I could get him over here and, and get some young men who love Jesus to start ministering and talking to him and praying with him. I tell you, Tuesday nights, it's just not about shooting basketball. It's about young men that come on these grounds and feel the power and the presence of a loving God.
I mentioned his name and my wife knew who he was right away. Didn't click with me four months ago. But say, yeah, it started clicking with me. I played basketball against that kid. Like Jason and Scotty. I was Sister Terry, Sister Sue's nephew, Sister Betty's grandsons. I was their camp counselor when they were kids. I tell you what, you don't walk through this life and a bunch of coincidence happen. Just like Brian Vice, after all these years, is now a member of this church. I tell you, there's a God in heaven. He orders the footsteps of the righteous. He is ordering every step that you make. And we can't quit dreaming and we can't quit reaching. Father, help us. Help us. Help us to reach out with our hands and our feet, God. Help us to reach with arms wide open to those that are hurting and those that are in need, God. Help us to dream new dreams, bigger dreams. Help us to dream God dreams. Dreamers are relational. If anybody knows anything about me, your pastor is relational. Not as much as I want to be, but I try to build relationships. Pastor Josh is good about that. But lastly, dreamers are sold out. Listen, dreamers are saved. Dreamers are spirit-filled believers that believe in Jesus Christ and they know him as Lord and Savior. I want to encourage you, if you're a dreamer, if you're trusting God, would you join me at this altar this morning and just pray with this? Or you're here today and you have needs and they begin to sing. Just sing.